Hi, welcome back. This is Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, also known as the Scoliotherapist. And I'm here to guide you on your journey with scoliosis. With having scoliosis myself, I know how it feels to get brushed off by medical providers who don't understand your condition. I've helped hundreds of women with scoliosis get out of pain and take control of their curve with scoliosis-specific exercise. Whether you're a teen or an adult, a patient, or a medical provider, I'm here to help you demystify scoliosis. So welcome back. This is episode five, can't believe it, of the scoliosis experience. Um, Just doing a little catch up to start off with. My husband and I last weekend, we went to check out sleep number beds. And currently, um, currently we sleep on a nectar and I love it. And Mark doesn't love it so much. Uh, It all, this all started after we stayed at an Airbnb a few weeks ago. Um, They had a sleep number bed in our room (laughs) and Mark really loves a soft mattress and I really love a firm mattress to support my curvy spine. So either he suffers or I suffer depending on the mattress that we use. So um, when we... (laughs) When we slept on the sleep number mattress, we both woke up and we're like, oh my goodness, that was amazing. And our backs both felt really good. Now, my number on the sleep number, when we used this other sleep number bed, mine was 45 and his number was 20. So do you see the problem how different our um, likeness is with mattresses? So Um, For the past few weeks, we've been waking up and talking about the sleep number bed and our experience and um, how much we like really feel like we should invest in something to support our spines and get better sleep. So this past weekend, we finally we went to the sleep number store and ended up ordering a mattress. So I will probably do a little episode on my our experience with um, testing out the different mattresses and all that. And then I'll give you an update after we actually receive the mattress in a few weeks. Um, just looking ahead to the fall, I just want to give you a heads up that I have some exciting things planned uh, to offer folks who have been wanting to maybe work together Um and work on your curve, but really haven't jumped on board quite yet. So just be on the lookout for some details on a new offering. I'm going to provide in late September, probably early October, depending on how things go with getting all of that put together. And if you are already a member of the collective, um, you'll have access to this new offering at no additional cost. So Um, Just to give you a brief overview, today we are going to be talking about how to organize your spine. So that means how to sit in a more aligned and corrected posture and position. And um, I'm also, if anyone ends up hopping on, I'm going to 
answer your questions as well. So that's pretty much where we're going to go today. Um, I also just want to talk really briefly about a discovery call that I had earlier today. Um, it was with someone who I ended up actually referring out. Um, it wasn't really the best fit for her to do the virtual sessions. So we talked for a while and then determined together that, you know, it would be better for her to be doing some in-person work. But this, this lady, she was diagnosed recently. She's 35. She was diagnosed with scoliosis and told by her doctor to just go buy a generic back brace off of Amazon and to lose some weight. That's what her doctor told her. Um, so I can assure you that there's somebody that's listening to this that's had a similar experience. And, you know, I didn't have that exact experience with my primary care doctor when I was diagnosed way back when, when I was eight years old. But, um, you know, it was basically, we aren't really going to be able to do anything for you because your curve isn't bad enough or significant enough to really do much with it. So, Thankfully, um, this woman was really resourceful and she did a lot of Google searching, which can lead you down some rabbit holes and confuse the crap out of you. Um, <laughs> but she also went on to Instagram, used um, a hashtag search for scoliosis, and she found a lot of useful information and was able to kind of work through and do some exercises that helped her pain right away. So um, it was just awesome to have a conversation with her and um, give her a little guidance as far as, you know, where she should be going from here. And, um, you know, my goal during these conversations isn't for everyone to be my client. You know, I can't, I'm not a great fit for, for everyone. And I recognize and acknowledge that, you know, virtual sessions aren't for everyone. My personality isn't for everyone. So, you know, just kind of sorting that out. You know, I'm really looking for someone who is a visual and auditory learner. So if you're working virtually and you really thrive from having hands-on correction, um, you know, those tactile cues, virtual is just not really going to be that great for you. But some people just don't really have any other options other than that. So um, the other thing I'm looking for is someone who's older than 18 years old. I want to be working with someone um, who has not been doesn't have the potential to like continue to grow. And, you know, in those adolescent years and those younger years, that's when your curve really has a lot of potential for growth. So it's best if possible to be in person um, for that scenario, or at least be one-on-one -on -one, um, and not in a group setting. So um so you can really get that individualized attention. 
And the other thing is someone who has experience with exercise. So if you have never exercised a day in your life and then you're jumping in and doing really attuned, specific, corrective exercise through a computer, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to kind of pick up not only on exercising, but also on how to position yourself um, without somebody like in the room with you. So virtual is awesome for people that, you know, have experience with exercise, have good body awareness, um, who are really self-motivated and will do the exercises on their own. um, Because that's really where you make the changes with what is going on with your curve is, you know, adapting these exercises and doing them regularly, excuse me, doing them consistently and implementing all of the recommendations that, you know, I make or your therapist makes into your daily life. So the way that you're sitting, the way that you're standing, the way that you're carrying, the way that you're sleeping, those are all the things that are going to make a tremendous improvement in your curve, in the loading of your curve. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today, a lot of it today. And um, that that's really the best outlook for things for you is to go that avenue if it's good fit for you. So today I'm going to be talking with you about how to organize your spine. So That means how to position yourself in the most symmetrically loaded way possible. And the first step is either having an x-ray of your spine or having a partner or a friend watch you do what's called the roll-down test. I'm sorry, the Adams test. It's it's that roll-down test that you do that shows off your curve and you really round your spine. And that's where you can see the convexities and the concavities as you roll down. So we really want to be able to identify where do you have a convexity? Where do you have a concavity? Um, And then once this is established, we can begin organizing your spine. So it may help to just define what, what is a concavity, what is a convexity. So the concavity is kind of that hollow space. So it's, it's more, you know, it looks like a valley if you're looking at that person as they're doing that roll down test. It's the side that kind of sinks in and falls closer towards the floor. And then the hill or the convexity, that's the side that's raised up and rotated and pushed backward. That's the side that's really noticeable for people when they're looking at your back. Um, And, you know, you, you might be sitting in a way that is making that area a little bit more noticeable. So um, <clears throat> when you're, you're beginning working on correcting your spine, it's really helpful to use a mirror for feedback so you can see the adjustments and the changes that you're making. 
So just to start off with, we always want to begin with your feet and make sure that your feet are even with each other. So just baseline, when you're relaxed and not really paying attention, you might just notice throughout the day that your feet are rotated one direction and then the rest of your body is facing the counter or, you know, whatever um, object you're, you're working at. So whether you're brushing your teeth, making a meal, making coffee, I constantly catch myself with my feet walking over to one side or the other. Um, it's usually my feet are rotated to the right because that's the way, I'm sorry, my feet are rotated to the left because that's the way that my hips are rotating. Um, so feet, that's the first thing we want to be lining up, making sure that they're even. And then the next thing is your hips. So we want to make sure that we're starting to organize your spine <clears throat> from as level of a foundation as possible. And your hips are the foundation of your spine. So if you picture your pelvis as a bowl, we want all sides of the bowl to be level. So this is not a bowl. This is a square, but it has an open top. We want to make sure that if there's soup in our bowl, that it's not tipping out the front. It's not tipping out the back. We have that bowl as level as possible. And then we also want all sides of the bowl, you know, side to side, right to left. We want to make sure that um, one side isn't resting closer to your arm than the other side. So if you just look at yourself in the mirror, the way that your hip, your arms are dropped down and resting, you might have one arm that is closer to your hip than the other. So for me, my right side, my right hip is closer to my arm than my left hip. So that indicates that you have a hip glide. So after we've leveled our bowl, okay, let's start from the beginning. We have our feet, they're even. Then we work our way up to the hips. Now we want to think about the front to back of the bowl. Make sure that the bowl is level front to back. And then side to side, we also want to make sure it's level as well. So if you have found that you have a hip glide, you want to put a little bit more weight over on to the side of your hip glide. So whether you're sitting or standing, that's the case, okay? And now we also want to make sure that we continuously throughout this process, make sure we're elongating because it's really easy as you're going through it to forget what's going on as far as the length of your spine and just get caught up in the rotations and the glides. And then before you know it, you're sinking into yourself and it feels really crappy. <laughs> so if things start to get a little aggravated, just go a little less with the correction you're making and make sure you're lifting and elongating. Okay. So now the next element is making your way. Oh, sorry. One more thing. One more thing with the hips 
is looking down and noticing if you have one hip that's a little bit more ahead of, than the other. So for me, again, that is my right side. That's why my feet always look like they're rotated over to the left because my whole pelvis is rotating that direction. So you want to make sure that you're rotating that hip back without the ribs coming with you, okay? So now we work our way up to your ribs and you want to imagine that your rib cage is like an old fashioned bell. So you have that dome on the top and then the little um, bell in the center that hits the sides and makes causes it to make a sound. So you wanna make sure that the bell isn't flared forward, okay, causing the, there's probably another name for that. I think it's the bell. <laughs> the little dingly dangly thing in the top of the bell. You want to make sure that is not resting against the back or resting against the front or the side to side. So we want to make sure our bell is nice and level. And for me, my left side of my bell likes to rotate forward and the right side of my bell likes to rotate backwards if we're looking um, from the front. So I want to make sure that I'm derotating and still elongating, not forgetting what's going on within the hips, keeping the hips where they were. Okay. And now we're going to work our way up to the shoulders. Okay. So for the shoulders, probably the easiest cue to give you without really knowing what's going on with your curve is to imagine that your shoulders are reaching away from one another, okay? You want to just envision a nice wide upper back. You don't want to pull the shoulders together. You don't want to have the shoulders shrugging up towards the ears, even though that feels like it's giving you more length through your spine. You want to feel like the shoulders are reaching out wide. So that opens up the collarbones. Essentially, we want our collarbones and our upper back to be kind of a level playing field. We don't want the collarbones to be smushed together. And we also don't want the shoulder blades smushed together, okay? We want to have a nice, even width through the collarbones, width through the shoulder blades. So clear as mud. <laughs> as a recap, let's just start again from the feet. So we go down, make sure your feet are even, they're hip distance apart. You don't have one foot stepped ahead of the other. Then we work our way up to the bowl. We want to make sure the bowl is level on all sides, okay? Not tipping forward, not tipping backward and tucking the hips under. We want to make sure that is level. And then we are transferring our weight over onto the side of the hip glide. And now we want to work our way up to the rib cage and find the area that's rotated forward, the other area that's rotated back, and de-rotate 
and glide where you need to glide. So we want to be filling in those hollow spaces, okay, the concave space you want to glide towards. And then we make our way up to the shoulder complex and just think about width and height through the crown of the head. And you want to try and achieve this position as much as you can throughout the day. The idea behind doing these corrections is not to hold it like a crazy person 100% of the time during the day, especially when you're just beginning with this, because it's very challenging, as you can see. There's a lot to be thinking about. However, the goal is to try to get into this position more and more throughout the day so that this becomes more of your comfort level. This is, this is where it feels like you're centered versus here, okay? Because if we just rest in our curve, so if you're listening to this and not watching this, I'm falling into my curve. If we're spending the majority of our day in our curve, that's perpetuating the already asymmetrical loading, the uneven loading that we have going on in our scoliotic spine. So the more that we can balance out the loading in the spine, the less it encourages our curve to progress and the better we're going to feel. It reduces the compression. It improves the appearance of your posture and, you know, the, just your overall demeanor will improve um, just being in a more lifted and elevated position. So um, I didn't really get into wedges today. I think I'm going to save that for next week because you guys said that you really enjoy around the 20 minute length mark um, of the podcast. So I'm going to try and keep them around that time. Of course, I'm going to go past that at times, but I really want to respect your wishes and give you what you want. So that's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience. Small group coaching is a great way to become the expert of your curve and master your posture and your pain. So if you're interested in working with me um, through this capacity or asking me a question, you can find me on Instagram at the Scoliotherapist. Or you can find me at thescoliotherapist.com. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for tuning in.